Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 31. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. So far, we've covered a lot, and we've actually finished our teaching on the tabernacle, and we finished many descriptions of the tabernacle. As we looked at in detail the materials of the tabernacle, were you with us? The Ark of the Covenant, we talked about that. The mercy seat, the lid that goes on top of the mercy seat, the table of showbread. We talked about the menorah, the lampstand. We talked about the veil of the temple that separated the holy place from the most holy place. We discussed the brass altar, remember that? And then we got to chapter 28 in the book of Exodus, and we talked about the priestly garments. And we talked about the ephod and the urim and the thorum and the robe and the bells around the robe made of pomegranates were around the bottom of gold and little fruits called pomegranates around the bottom of the priestly garment. And then the turban that the high priest wore, and it was a gold plate on the turban. You guys remember what the gold plate said? Holiness to the Lord, very good. We talked about that and the tunic and the coat and the fine linen and the sash and all of these things we talked about. And then once the clothing was finished, then the clothing was to be anointed and consecrated and sanctified for a special purpose, for the high priestly use. And it was to be sanctified with special oil. Remember that. And this oil was so special that God said, I don't want any copies of it. And if anybody tries to make a copy or tries to make a knockoff of it, God says, I will kill them. Why? Listen, because you remember we talked about this. God wanted a particular scent or odor that was only particular to the tabernacle and the priest. A particular, he wanted his priest to smell good. Somebody say amen. Like a scent, you ever like a scent and it reminds you of something? I remember when I was growing up in the Catholic Church. And you remember they used to have the the incense. The priest would come in and, you know, wave the incense. And, And I don't, if I smell that scent today, it will take me like way back when I was in junior high school and elementary school and Every Wednesday we had Catholic Mass. And that particular scent in that Mass, in that Catholic Church, reminds me of God. Well, I kind of get that same picture as God had told the high priest, I want you to make this oil. And this was a special oil that was only used for the tabernacle. And if anyone tried to copy the formula... God said that they would die. 
So tonight, listen, we move from the priestly ministry. Are you listening? We move from the priestly ministry to the practical ministry. And what we have here, listen, is that there's an anointing or a gifting of the Holy Spirit for people to serve God in practical things. You know, I believe sometimes we think that anointing is only for the pulpit teaching or for the laying on of hands or for some other function. But listen, did you know that there is an anointing available to you to serve in the bookstore? There is an anointing to bail available to you to clean the toilets. God gives us, and, and this is kind of revelation to me too as a pastor. I'm growing, I'm learning. We all are. Somebody say amen. We're all growing, we're all learning together. And it's a revelation to me to see that, you know, the person vacuuming the floor. God gives them an anointing to do the work of the ministry, whether it's pulpit ministry, because don't sometimes we think, you know, if you're in the pulpit, you need the anointing of God. If you're doing evangelism, you need the anointing of God. You know, if you're laying hands on people, you've got a prayer ministry, you need the anointing of God. Listen, you need the same anointing of God to do the pulpit ministry as you need to vacuum the floors and clean the church. And we're going to see that tonight. We move from the priestly ministry to the practical ministry, and particularly this guy named Beziel. What did he do practically, Rodney? Well, Beziel, listen, he made furniture, and he was gifted and anointed to make furniture. Isn't that interesting? Exodus chapter 31, let's look at verses 1 through 11, and then we'll come back, have some comments. Exodus 31, we pick up in verse 1. Saints, if you're looking at it, say amen. Amen. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name. Would you underline that? Beziel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur. And he is of the tribe of what? Judah. Hmm. That's interesting. And I have filled him with the spirit of God In wisdom, underline that. In understanding, underline that. In knowledge, underline that. And in all manner of workmanship, guess what? Underline that. Why? To design artistic works. To work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for settings, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, indeed, I have appointed with Aholiab, the son of Ashimach, I think. You tackle it. The son of that guy, of the tribe of Dan, and I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you. The tabernacle of meeting, this is what they were to make, the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all of its utensils and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings. And if you were with us on Wednesday night, you know we covered all of these, talked about them all in detail. The altar of burnt offerings with all of its utensils and the laver, that's a wash basin, and its base, the garments of ministry, the holy clothing, the special clothes for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons to minister as priest. And the anointing oil 
and sweet incense for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. You want to keep in mind here that Moses is still on the mountaintop with God, receiving instructions from the Lord on all of these things. And so God spoke to Moses and said, see, I have called Beziel by name. Beziel is the son of Uri, the son of Hur, and he's of the tribe of Judah. Now listen, isn't that interesting? Beziel, this furniture maker, this guy who made all of his stuff in the tabernacle, he is in the messianic line. I find that interesting. Now, the guy who comes alongside of him, Aholiab, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll tell you more later. But he's not of the tribe of Judah. He's of the tribe of what? Dan. We just read that. He's of the tribe of Dan. So God said, I've called by name Beziel. Moses is up on the mountain. Look at me. Moses is up on the mountain getting instruction from God. And God tells him, I have called Beziel by name. And Beziel had no idea he was being called by name. What does that tell us? Well, that tells us God is the one who calls people to ministry. So often we think we're calling people to ministry, you know, God's doing a great work here at Calvary Chapel. I'm so blessed. I sent an email out. And uh, I was telling them how blessed I am to be the pastor of this church. How blessed I am that I have the opportunity to share the word here. How blessed I am that God has given me a church, a group of people who are happy to come to church, who want to hear God's word. Do you know there are a lot of churches, they don't want to hear God's word. They don't want to hear the word. They want to hear something. But they don't want to hear the word of God. And a lot of churches can't even tolerate the word. They don't have spiritual teeth for it. That's another sermon. But I'm blessed to be in a church where people love God, where people love his word, where people desire to hear his word. People want to know him. And it's such a blessing to gather together. I don't know about you guys, but I always feel that there's something very special going on when we gather together. Isn't it tangible? Is it just me? And and it's different. I'm going to tell you, it's different from my office to that door right there. Me in my office, even tonight, I'm like, (laughs) and I came in here and everybody's standing and everybody's singing. And it's just tangible. And so God is doing a great work here. I'll tell you something. God's raising up leaders here. And I've been meeting with them one by one of the people and the men that I feel that God is raising up here. And I was explaining to one brother, I said, you know, man talks about the fact that we call and we are ordaining you. But don't you know that man does not ordain? Jesus said, I, John 15, I have called you and I have ordained you. Jesus said, I I ordained you. I called you. Ordination comes from God. We can't ordain anybody. 
what we're to do as leadership and what the church is to do is to look at the ministry of an individual and ratify that which God is already doing. I don't call anybody. God didn't even tell Moses, Moses, go down there and see who's doing the work and then call them. God didn't tell him that. God said, Moses, I have called Beziel. I've called him. I've ordained him. Beziel is down in the foot of the mountain, gathered with the people. He's probably just serving the Lord. You know why? Because I believe God calls men who are already busy. He's probably down there serving the Lord, doing something for the people, probably fixing somebody's cabinets in their kitchen or something. Works for me. And God says, I have called him by name. Now listen, Beziel, his name means, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, in the shadow of God. I love that. In the shadow of God. Question, is this where you live? Is this where you live? Is this where you want to live, even if you're not doing a great job at living there? I do. I want to live in the shadow of God. Is this where your heart is? In the shadow of God. So just like God, especially called Moses and Aaron, God especially chose Beziel to be the construction foreman for the tabernacle. Now, I want to draw your attention. Go with me again to verse 3 in your Bibles. He was filled with the Spirit of God. Note this, I had you underline four things. He was filled with the Spirit of God in number one, what, saints? Wisdom. Come on, work with me. Number one, what? Wisdom. Number two, what? Understanding. And thirdly, what? Knowledge. And finally, what? Workmanship. You see that? Now, it's likely, listen, that Beziel was a craftsman before God called him. He was probably already working with gold, working with silver, working in this trade. But the text indicates, listen, that God took the trade. Now watch this, that God took the trade that he kind of already had as a natural ability and God put an anointing upon that trade. That's what the text indicates, that God gifted him to be able to work with gold, silver, brass, and the cutting of stone. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, what we have here is a spirit-filled construction worker. Ooh, I love that. A spirit-filled construction worker. You know, I know a lot of times when you think of a spirit-filled person, you think of super spiritual things happening. Like in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God, the Bible tells us, came upon Gideon and came upon Samson to deliver Israel. And the Spirit of God came upon Saul and David to rule Israel. And then you fast forward to the New Testament, and the Spirit of God came upon the church and empowered them to preach boldly, to do miracles, signs, and wonders, and the gospel spread. But how many times do we think of someone being spirit-filled to use a hammer? Hardly ever. I'll share something with you. Whatever you do, whatever your trade is, Whatever your profession is, you Christians should be spirit-filled. I don't know about you, but hey, when I go to the doctor, my doctor's spirit-filled. 
Amen. If I'm laying on an OR table and I had a doctor and he got a knife in his hand and I'm unconscious, I want a spirit-filled surgeon. Amen. Me too. <laughs> I want a spirit-filled surgeon. I certainly don't want a demon-filled surgeon. I'm like, yeah, I want a spirit. Well, demons are, no, I don't want a demon surgeon. So, no, 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 no. No, you want a spirit-filled doctor. If you're a veterinarian, you want to be a spirit-filled veterinarian. If, if you're a trash man, you want to be a spirit-filled sanitation engineer. I'm just waxing politically correct here, that's all. You want to be spirit-filled. Listen, my, I want my, my, matter of fact, one time, one of our, I don't even know if he still does our route. It's Tuesday morning. He comes pretty early. And uh, I remember going out to get my trash can on a Tuesday morning. A guy comes through. And uh, I like, you know, in my pajamas, it's early in the morning, sleep still in my eyes. I go out to get my, I'm thinking I'm doing something great because I leave my can out there for a week. And uh, <laughs> I get it when I get it. And, uh, but this time I went out and he was empty and I thought I'm going to be Johnny on the spot this morning. So I go out to get my trash can and the guy says, are you Pastor Rodney? <laughs> Can't our brother even come out at 7 a.m. in the morning? Get his trash. <laughs> you know, you Pastor Rodney. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I listen to you every day. I'm a Christian too. I said, great. He was a spirit filled trash guy. And that's a good thing. You want to be a spirit-filled whatever. Beziel, listen, he is a spirit-filled carpenter, craftsman. And for him, listen, it isn't just a job. It's a calling. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit to do the work. You know, I even titled this sermon, Inspired Work. Think about that. Doesn't that sound a little strange? inspired work he was inspired to work and it wasn't just work it was inspiration of the holy spirit you know in the church today i think there's a real danger especially for people that are on staff in churches there's a real danger for staff people at church to forget that work is worship our work a real danger our work even though it's work and daily work, we must remember that we need to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. It isn't just the J-O-B. That's why I don't take resumes here. I get them in email, by the way, from time to time. People are like, well, I see you have a you know, large ministry and you know, I was wondering this of my skills and they send a resume and so on and so forth. I don't take resumes. I don't hire people from resumes. There's not one person on staff with a resume. Because I believe in spirit-filled work. And I believe that we have to be mindful that although it is the church, it is still a workplace and they go together and sometimes it's difficult to manage that. But I think it's important that we are hiring people on staff who are spirit-filled and preferably people who come from within the body whom we know. That makes sense, say amen, if it makes sense to you. You see, I want guys to come alongside of me who are spirit-filled to do spirit work. You want a pastor who is spirit-filled to do spirit work. 
It's not just a job. You're working for the kingdom. You know, I'll tell you something. I wasn't going to share this, but I'll share it with you. We're in the hire a construction company, hire an architect phase for the church property. Amen. Somebody clap their hands. Unbelievable. And wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We have a wonderful company, that, a construction company that we're working with. We're excited to know them. In our very first interview, this is a guy who's built many, many, many churches, and he's doing his presentation and so on and so forth. And I listened to all the whole presentation. Y'all know, you know. I listened to the whole presentation. It was great, 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 wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I said to him, I got two questions. And I, one of my questions were, was, uh, tell me, um, are you a Christian? I said it just like that. Are you a Christian? Man, it was a bunch of us around. You could have heard a pin drop. It seemed so awkward. And it was awkward. But he began to tell me about his background, about his life, and yeah, he's a Christian. And I said to him, I said, the reason why I need to know that because I think it's important that we as a church are working with a company who understands that they are not just building buildings, but if you're going to help us build a church, we're thinking this is the place where God is going to dwell. This is the place where God's people, you're not just building a building here. You're building a place like Beziel, where, where God will show up, where God's people will show up. And it's my preference. If you're building a place where God's people is going to show up and God is going to show up, it would be nice if you're a Christian. Somebody give me a witness. That's a good thing. Boy, I tell you, when I asked that question, you could have heard a pin drop. People are like, where is that going? No, this is important to me because I believe that we have to be careful that we're doing kingdom work. So the construction worker of the tabernacle, Beziel, was just as an anointed person as the priest. Now, you got to understand something. There's no less anointing. There's different jobs, different job description, but, but the same anointing. You know, what's the best ministry? You know, I tell people all the time, the best ministry is the ministry that God has called you to. You know, I think one of the problems in the church that I see too often over and over in the church, is people desiring someone else's gift. Listen, the best, this construction worker was just as anointed. Are y'all listening? The construction worker was just as anointed as the high priest. If you understand that, wave at me, would you? Okay, good. This is huge. Because in the church, people are looking at each other's gifts well, I like to have that gift. Well, I wish I was the pastor. Well, I wish I was the preacher. Well, I should be children's ministry leader. Well, I should be worship leader. I mean, I can sing better than Steve Leslie. I should be worship leader. Probably not, but okay, I should be worship leader. And people are looking at each other's gifts and, and desiring another person's gift. Listen, you will be anointed in the gift that God has given you. And that's the best gift for you, it would be better for you to bloom where you're planted. Write that down. Bloom where you're planted. Oftentimes we're looking at another person's gift. And you know, sometimes God will gift you in one place in your life, 
And then later on, as you grow, he may gift you with something else because the gifts and callings all come from the Lord. And it's his desire and his purpose and his plan and his dispensing of the gifts. So he may give you a a different gift, but be satisfied and be happy in the gift that God has given you. Amen. You know, I was sitting thinking today just over, you know, this sermon and, and it brought me back to date myself here. It was probably about 1988, 89. I was stationed at Naval Hospital Camp Pendleton, California. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I love hospitals. I am one of those kind of people. I love the smell of hospitals. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.